This is Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creative, and lifelong learner. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, simple mindfulness tools available to everyone to empower greater control of life's experiences and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's episode, How Do Alone and Lonely Differ? Alone and not alone coexist differently from lonely. We all know people who experience a tremendous amount of loneliness. And please keep in mind here, I am in no way, shape, or form discounting anybody's feelings, okay? I get it. We all go through things and we all have experiences where we wind up feeling alone and lonely. But there is a rather large difference between alone and lonely. And I want to focus on that because a lot of people mistake one for the other. And the one, though largely negative, is very different from the other, which is largely not negative and even sometimes desirable. Lots of people rue loneliness. And anybody who's ever been alone knows that sometimes being alone just sucks. You get frustrated by a lack of companionship. You get deeply upset and distracted because you're all alone and you feel like nobody understands you. Nobody is with you. And worse than that, that nobody actually cares. Alone and not alone are not feelings in the same way that lonely is. They are states of being. And the importance of recognizing the difference to this is knowing how alone for many people is actually a good thing. And in fact, virtually everybody needs alone time. Lots of people crave being alone because being alone can be comforting. It can be really frustrating for some people to be constantly on the go or constantly having to be on, needing to let people react to them, having to react to people, being in a state of expectation from other people for who, what, where, how, or why you are. For those people, being alone is an opportunity to reset. It's a chance to pause. It's a chance to get into their comfort zone or at least get into a place where they feel more comfortable with who and what and where, why, how they are. The truth is this. For a lot of people, alone is necessary. In fact, for everybody, there's going to be times where you just need to be alone. Why? In part because who else but you is in your head, heart, or soul. The reality is you're all alone in there. There's nobody else who can share this with you. You can open yourself to other people. You can make it so that people can connect with you. But in reality, you are always at the surface alone. But at the same time, you're not alone. Because when you get right down to it, we are all energetically interconnected, which I'll get into more going forward here. There is a Goldilocks zone, if you will, between alone and not alone. And that's for the people like me who enjoy their alone time. I mean, I'm a writer. I write alone. I do my work on my own. I don't feel the need to sit in a Starbucks with people around me on a laptop showing that I'm a writer. That might work for some people. I'm not belittling or degrading anybody who does that. But for me, I do this alone. I work alone as a writer. 
But on the other side, I love having time with my friends. I'm going away this weekend to spend time with friends because I don't care to be alone. I also don't live alone and enjoy the time I have when I'm with my wife. But both of us have our separate home offices for when we need to be alone. Alone, in its purest form, is a feeling, but it's also an intangible. As I stated earlier, you are never truly alone. Whether you believe in a soul or not, everything in the universe is comprised of energy, and I mean everything. From the smallest subatomic particle to the largest star, everything is made of energy, and the truth is it's all made of the same energy. That energy is neither created nor destroyed. It transmutes. It changes from form to form to form, and it is endless and incredible. And as it takes different forms and serves different purposes, it connects us all to everyone and everything. Hence, when you get right down to it, you're never truly alone because we are all interconnected. We are all one when all is said and done. Yeah, I know for some people this is really far out there and it's bizarre, but it's still the truth. The truth, even science will tell you that everyone and everything is made of energy, whether it's physical or not, tangible or intangible, material or immaterial, it's all energy. And it connects everyone and everything. You cannot just automatically see it or feel it, but a lot of times when you meditate, you are connecting to that oversoul, that over-energy, whatever you want to call it. But in that state of being, when you're utterly mindful and present, you can go to some pretty weird places that just are connected via all of this energy. Let's get into another element here, which is mistaking alone for lonely. Lots of people, when they lament being alone, are mistaking alone for lonely. I stated earlier that alone, in its purest form, is a feeling, but it's not the same as the emotion of lonely. Lonely is a deeper sensation. It's not made up of one simple feeling. It's made up of a combination of things. It's an emotion that's unpleasant, and lonely generally gets connected to sadness, to worthlessness, to fear, to all kinds of other negatives, and that is very, very different from alone. What's more, lonely roots itself into your subconscious, and when it does that, and it takes root in your subconscious, it will then basically stab into your conscious mind, reminding you that you're feeling lonely. It is entirely possible to feel lonely even when you're not alone. I was in a relationship in my late 20s where even when we shared a bed and we were together a lot of the time, I frequently felt alone, disconnected, sad. And even though we shared a space and I wasn't alone, I felt lonely. And that's how alone and lonely differ. To me, lonely is this negative sensation that's comprised of sadness, fear, suffering, upset, worthlessness, disconnect, and all kinds of other disconnected relational emotions. And that's how lonely is completely different from alone. Alone is a singular feeling. 
Lonely, on the other hand, is an emotion made up of multiple feelings, and it's a sensation that goes deeper because of how it embeds itself in your subconscious. And lonely is completely intangible, but alone can be both tangible and intangible. You can be both alone and not alone, and it's a little crazy because that just seems utterly illogical, but that's why lonely is such a complex emotion. It's not one feeling, it's multiple feelings. Addressing loneliness itself and all the emotions that go into it is necessary for you to be able to remove it. And in order to do that, you need to apply mindful, active, conscious awareness. Alone can, in fact, devolve into feeling lonely, and that is when the idea comes into your mind that, hey, I'm not just alone, I'm lonely. I don't feel like anybody wants me. I don't feel like anybody cares. I feel bad, miserable, sad, depressed. Oh, man, I'm unworthy. This is terrible. I'm completely lonely. And before you know it, you're in this ugly, harmful, unpleasant state of being, feeling completely lonely. And it has nothing to do with whether you're alone or even if you're not alone, because lonely is a deeper emotion and it embeds into your subconscious. When you don't deal with the feeling of lonely or you mistake it for alone, you can cause yourself no end of harm. Largely, you will find that your mental, emotional, and spiritual health will suffer because you start to feel feel a certain way and that negativity starts to pick up and dominate your sense. When you recognize that alone is not the same as lonely, you can learn to approach lonely and the emotions that are tied to it via mindfulness to recognize and even to remove it. To differentiate between alone and lonely, all you need to do is practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is not, I'm going to say this again and again, some sort of a cure-all, some sort of an end-all, be-all affair. Mindfulness is nothing more than conscious awareness here and now, specifically active conscious awareness, because mindfulness is choosing to gain awareness of yourself. And in order to do that, all you have to do is ask one of the following questions, or even all of these questions, preferably aloud, because when you ask them, you make yourself mindful, consciously aware, here and now. The questions include, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? What are my intentions? What am I doing? Or what am I not doing? Each of these questions by itself will pull you into a moment of conscious awareness, because conscious awareness only exists here and now in the present. You cannot go back to the past and gain conscious awareness of the past because it's already gone. It's done and over with. Similarly, you can't look forward to the future and be consciously aware of the future because it hasn't happened yet. And all kinds of things could change the outcome of that future. The point is this. When you practice mindfulness, you make yourself more self-aware, and that greater self-awareness can help you to see how lonely and alone are 
very different animals. And the idea of lonely embedded in your subconscious like it is, is not the same as alone, because alone isn't necessarily negative where lonely is. And you can choose when you're feeling lonely to take action in order to combat it. No, it is not going to be easy, particularly if you're also dealing with anxiety, depression, or any other mental illness, because it's not easy. But to be perfectly honest, life is seldom completely easy. There are always going to be challenges. There are always going to be things that are not going to be simple. You always have a choice, so long as you are drawing breath, to do things differently, to choose things differently, to make new decisions every single day. And you can use this power, this self-awareness and mindfulness together to see how alone isn't lonely and that you can choose to combat loneliness via mindfulness. Even though it's not going to be easy, it's still worthwhile. Because you know what? You get one shot at this life in that meat popsicle you call your body. If you don't choose to make the most of it, if you don't take the control that is your God's given right to you, however you see it, I don't care. The point is that you are thus empowered. You're a human being and you can think for yourself, do for yourself and make better choices when you find yourself in an untenable position. Can you see how alone and not alone can coexist? because that's just part of the way the universe works, and they're not necessarily connected to feeling lonely, this is where mindfulness can totally help with your self-awareness. Okay, let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. Today I'm going to share with you five steps that you can take in order to help you identify and differentiate between alone, not alone, and lonely. Please set yourself in front of a computer or at a tablet or on your phone or with a piece of paper and write down the following. One, write down five situations where you desire and prefer to be alone. Two, write down five times where you felt lonely, specifically when the emotion, sensation of sadness, fear, suffering, upset, and the like attached to loneliness and felt as if it was going to overwhelm you, that true feeling of loneliness. Write down five of those. Three, write down five situations where you desire and prefer not to be alone. Four, write down how being alone and being not alone, such as how you answered questions one and three, makes you feel. What emotions does that bring up? What sensations does that produce? Five, here and now, be mindful of this and take a moment or two to absorb the emotions, sensations that the above produce in you. You will almost definitely have more than five answers for questions one and three, and also for question two for that matter, but by chunking it down to just five, it's a lot easier to take a closer examination of and get a better understanding for what the difference is between alone, not alone, and loneliness then you can see as well how you can apply mindfulness to combat any loneliness that you're experiencing. Because once you differentiate alone versus lonely, you empower yourself to work on being less lonely and 
remove that negative emotion from your state of being, but it's going to take work. Do you feel empowered when you can see the choice inherent in being alone or not alone versus feeling lonely? Thank you for joining me for this week's Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you're enjoying this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you find that you have any questions or comments, please drop me an email at author at mjbleehart.com. You can also follow me on social media via Instagram at mjbleehart, on TikTok at mjbleehart72, and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Fima Honey. She is the incredible creator of my original cover art. Please do me a favor and take a moment to go check out her work at her Etsy shop at Talia's Inspirations. Please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com, as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com, and also check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels on Amazon. I hope that you're discovering how self-awareness works hand-in-hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve not only your life experience, but potentially that of the people around you. Be kind compassionate, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please be mindful that you are worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste. Namaste.